that he's still on the throne and that he is still high and that he's still lifted up. And I thank God that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for them that love him. Amen. And so because we love him, hallelujah, and we're living in expectancy, hallelujah, then we really don't know that, that, that what God has in store for us. So, so if, you, if we could just imagine, my God, the things that God has in store for us, that ought to make us just shout this morning and give God glory. If you could just imagine, hallelujah, hallelujah, the awesomeness of God, hallelujah. And because of his promises, God is not con slack concerning his promise. So we just thank the Lord this morning for another opportunity to come and fellowship one with another and be able to look at each other's faces. You know, we can always talk to each other on the phone or send a text, but it's good that when we can still look at each other and see each other's faces. Amen. And see how good God is still restoring. God is still blessing and God is still providing and God is still making ways. Lord have mercy. You know, God is still giving us the use of our active legs. We can still think clearly. We can still talk clearly. And we can still bless his name because we realize all of our help coming from the Lord. Hallelujah. The maker of heaven and earth. So this morning, I just bless God for who he really is in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Let us have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go right to the word at this time. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. God, we thank you once again for allowing us to come together. We thank you, Lord, for safe passage, and we thank you for meeting us here. We thank you, Lord, for your very presence, God. And we just ask now, God, that you're here and that we're here, God, that you would just manifest yourself, show yourself strong and mighty. Allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, for you are my strength. And my Redeemer, God, we realize that you are the true and the living God. Now, true and living God, show us your will and your way. Have your way in this place on this day, God. For this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad. And so we thank you that we're able to rejoice. We thank you, Lord, that we are glad. Now, just manifest yourself through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Acts chapter 2, very familiar portion of scripture. Acts chapter 2, if you would, turn there with me. And I'm going to be reading this morning from the King James Version. Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. When you get there, just shout hallelujah or blow your horn. Make some noise. Amen. Acts chapter 2, and it reads as thus. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, as it set upon each of them. Somebody say, I received. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them 
utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. I'm going to stop there uh, for reading right now. And I want to share from, uh, I want to preach from the topic. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. In our text, something unusual happened and it changed the way the world would view things. Not only did it give change for them that were there, but there was change offered to all who would believe. The disciples in our texts were experiencing what they had been promised. They were experiencing what they had been taught. It takes you to a different level when you receive what you have been promised. It takes you to a different level when you start experiencing what you have been taught. Uh, most of us in our Christian walk and most of us here are actually seasoned saints. And because we are seasoned, we are able to reflect on the promises that we heard through the word of God, which cause us to go to a different level in God because we realize that the word of God has really jumped off the pages of the Bible, has jumped in our spirit, and because it jumped in our spirit and because it became a part of us, it actually changed the way we think. It, it might have been just momentarily, but because we received what was promised to us, it caused a change within us. It caused a shifting in the way we think, it caused a change in the way we live. And for the most part, it also caused a change in the way we talk. So because the disciples were experiencing what they had been taught and what they had been promised, and because it took them to a different level... There's also often promises in our lives and things that we receive that maybe to this point have not materialized yet. In other words, maybe we don't see them and sometimes we can't see what has been promised or what has been placed before us, and sometimes we just become discouraged. Sometimes we want to give up because it seems as though it's taking too long. Can I get an amen right there? Sometimes it seems like it's just not going to happen. It seems sometimes as though it's just not going to come to pass, even though we read it, even though we've heard it, and sometimes we've seen it, but it seems like it's just taking too long. Somebody say too long. 
So in our text, these are the disciples who are at Jerusalem, who are in the upper room, whom Jesus himself has chosen. You see, the same ones, these disciples, are the same ones who were in the garden with him. Uh-huh. They're the same ones that were at, on the Mount of Olives with him. They are the same ones that were in Caesarea Philippi when Jesus asked them, Who do you say that I am? And prior to that, he asked them, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? According to Matthew 16 and 18. And... They continued in the same conversation with Jesus by saying that, uh-huh, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what Peter said. And Jesus took the conversation to a different level, Sister Pastor, because he says flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but only by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, uh, the Spirit of God, have you received this revelation. And he kept on, kept on talking. He said, "And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail." Against it, so it, 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 we find the disciples down in the place. They, they've gone through a lot of things. Uh, they witnessed Jesus feeding the five thousand. Uh, they were there at the wedding when he changed the water into wine. They were there when the woman had the issue of blood just touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. Yes, they were there on the boat when Jesus spoke to the the sea because it was raging and said. Peace be still. These are the same ones who went fishing after Jesus was crucified and caught nothing. The same disciples. They're the same ones who were in the text that's, that's talked about on the day of Pentecost. Uh, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say that Jesus gave them many convincing proofs mm -hmm, that he was alive and he was sharing with them things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You find that in Acts 1 and 3. It could be said that some of us are similar to the disciples that it takes a while for us to receive something or to get something, especially when it pertains to the kingdom of God, Pastor. You see, some things won't come until it's the fullness of time. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, mm -hmm, hear this now. He says, hear this, you foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see who have ears but do not hear. You'll find that in the book of Jeremiah 5 and 21. But Mark, 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 Mark poses a question. In Mark 18 and 18 is saying, uh, having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? You see, the disciples are like us. Uh-huh. 
Uh -huh. They had heard the word. They had been with the word. And when they no longer saw the word, they became discouraged. Uh, every now and then we come dis become discouraged uh, because we don't see anything happening. Can I get an amen right there? Uh-huh. But it's not always what you see. Uh, oftentimes it's got to be what you don't see. Because if you got faith to believe what you don't see, Lord have mercy. That seemed to trigger something in God. And God simply says, because they believe my faith, uh, I've got to do just what I promised. Uh, you see, sometimes in the in the discouraging times, it's in those times that we lose focus. That's why the writer of the book of Hebrews in 12 and, and, and 2 says, looking unto Jesus, uh, the author and the finisher of our faith. You oftentimes, uh, we look everywhere but the right place. Uh, we look at everything uh, but the right thing. We spend more time focusing on things that can't help us, things that won't bless us, things that are not for us. Thing that calls discouragement than the very thing that has a way of making a way out of nowhere. We spend a lot of time focusing on things that, as some of the senior citizens would say, that don't amount to a hill of beans. And often why, Deacon Keller, they said that until I went to the garden. Lord have mercy. And I watched some of the planters every time they plant beans, Mama Jean, they plant the beans in a hill. They don't dig a hole and put the beans in. For some reason, they put the beans in a hill, Lord have mercy. And we spend a lot of time focusing on things that don't even amount to a hill of beans. Uh-huh. So Jesus, so the writer in Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, now, now y'all grab a hold of this. Uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, uh, despising the shame, uh, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord have mercy. You see, it's how we view things. Lord have mercy. You see, so God knew uh, when he sent his son uh, some of the things we were going to see. He knew some of the things we were going to look at. He knew some of the things that we were going to focus on. And he realized that some of those things uh, would cause shame. Uh, some of those things would cause grief. Uh, some of those things would cause sin. Uh, some of those things would cause folk to backslide. Uh, some of those things would cause uh, the children of God to lose their focus uh, and focus on things uh, that were not of God. But I stopped by to tell somebody this morning, uh, according to the word of God, uh, we got to stop looking back uh, and we got to continue uh, to press uh, toward the mark uh, of the prize uh, of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. For this is the will of God for us. Uh, Lord have mercy. You see, he said he was just look, look, listen carefully. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna read it again. Uh, uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In other words, he started it, he is faith, and he finished it, he is faith. 
who for the joy that was set before now, now look at this thing now yes I told you that the disciples were in the garden with him but while he was in the garden y'all grab a hold of this he lost focus for a moment on the plan and the purpose in which he had come to this dying world and I want the church to be mindful this morning that the devil's got a way of making us lose our focus on what we are here to do he's got a way of causing us to sidestep and lose focus on the plan God had for us yes we were fearfully and wonderfully made yes we're a royal priesthood so I don't have to let anyone tell me what I'm not because God told me what I am I don't have to tell anyone, let anyone tell me what I can't have because God has told me what I can't have so, so, so who for the joy that was set before him and just endured the cross. You see, every now and then, you got to wait on God. Lord, have mercy. I heard somebody say he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. I haven't read that in the Bible yet, but I, I, I'm so glad that the Bible said they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, Lord. Lord, now y'all better hold us now because while he was in the garden, he had to wait on the Father so that his strength could be renewed. Lord, have mercy. And so that's how the conversation came about. Mama Jean, this is what he said. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. He said, if it be thy will, Deacon Kelly, let this cup pass from it. In other words, he lost focus. For a minute, he went to a dark place. And how many of y'all know every now and then, the enemy has a way of taking us to a dark place. But I stopped by to tell you, if you don't reside in the dark place, uh, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The, the city, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, yeah. And because he's the light, because he's the light, he said, for whom the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, uh, I done, this is what Jesus is saying, uh, I've done uh, what is required for those uh, disciples uh, and the disciples uh, that shall come, Sister Max. Uh, I've done uh, what's required so that they don't have to look back. Pastor, why would you say that? You see, the law brought things to our forefront, but the law was weak. Lord, have mercy. And the law couldn't deliver. The law couldn't save. The law couldn't set free. But I'm so glad that Jesus said, I came to set the captives free. I came to set them at variance. Lord, have mercy. In other words, he came to cause a division between the saints and the sinners. He came to cause a division for those who were going with the devil or those who were going. In other words, he opened the door that no man could shut and he closed some doors that no man can open. In other words, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man come to the Father but by me. You see, it's how you see things. We go to the optometrist. And the optometrist 
always base things on 20, 20 vision. And 2020 vision just simply means that you have a vision of normal sharpness or simply normal eyesight. Let me break it down just a little bit further. You see, 2020 simply means uh, that I can see things uh, 20 feet away from me clearly. That's what 2020 vision means. Uh, uh -huh. I got normal eyesight. Uh, I don't need glasses like I got on uh, that I've got to have now. Uh, because I'm maturing in age uh, if I want to read. We also have something that's called uh, peripheral vision. And that's what we see from the side. Lord have mercy. You see, our eyesight has significant impact on our actions. So 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says this. Y'all listen at this now. Uh -huh. For we walk by faith. Not by sight. When we walk by sight, we are moved by what we see. Can I can I take my time and really break it down here this morning? You see, uh, a sister Max, as the pastor, I got to be careful. Mm -hmm. You see, every now and then, I don't like to go to the store that often, but every now and then, when I go to the store and I see one of them new suits. Mm -hmm, and that new suit started looking good. And I really don't need the new suit, Mama Jean. Uh-huh. Okay, let, let, let me make it plain. Y'all know how it is when you go to the store and you see a, a pretty outfit. Ain't seen nobody with that outfit on. I don't need it, but you walk by. And before you leave the store, you go back and you walk down that aisle again. Lord have mercy. And before you leave, you walk by that walk by it again. And before you realize that when you leave the store, you got that new Lord have mercy. I know somebody been there beside me. And sometimes it's the same way with automobiles. Not that's anything wrong with the car, but you ride by the car dealership and you skip skip seeing this car. And some folks say it like this. Elder Faith, that car is calling me, and that car is calling me, and you ride by, and you ride by, and you ride, now let's just stop and look at it, and you ride by, and let, come on, let's look at it, and you ride by, but you keep looking at it, and before you realize it, you just stop by there, and the dealer that said something that sounds real good, and before you realize it, you bought that new automobile, and it's not that you need it, but because it looked good. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Lord. And don't go to the store hungry to buy the food. <laughs> Do y'all realize that you should never go shopping while you're hungry? You always go shopping after you're eating your full. <laughs> Statistically, if you go to the shopper, you know, Food Line, Walmart, any other, uh, uh, Calio, uh-huh, uh-huh. If you go to those places while you're hungry, oftentimes you come out with more than you would to get. Lord have mercy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's because they look good. Uh, and, and don't fool yourself. All of them are on sale. Uh -huh. 
They're not always on sale, but it's because of what your eyes see. And so you have some folk that because they think that other folk got money, they'll play lot to play the lottery line, they'll play bingo, they'll take a chance on anything. And if you keep watching what other folk got, you'll find yourself in one of them lines. Even people, you got to watch how you keep watching what other folk do, what other folk wear. What am I saying? I'm saying we don't always need what we see, but because what we see See, looks good uh, to the eye, it becomes appealing to the flesh, uh, and so in turn, uh, it causes sometimes some hardship. Uh, I want you to understand this morning, uh, we got to be careful what we view uh, in our eyesight. Now, look, watch this now. You can't help but see. Uh huh, you can't help but see. But when it gets your attention, well, you got to keep going back and looking. And keep going back and looking. And keep going back and looking. That's the time you got to start praying. Because if God spoke to you in the beginning, the first time you would have took it. Somebody need to hear what I'm saying? We don't always need clothes, but because they look good. Don't always need a new car, but because it looks good. We buy them because of the way they look. You see, the enemy knows how to flash things before your eyes that's intriguing and appealing to your eyes and to your flesh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We go to the store or even the restaurant. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about myself now. You see, I love some seafood. I love some apple pie. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, Sister Max, after I ate all that seafood, and they tell me they got a hot apple pie and some ice cream, and I know that my stomach's already tight. Lord have mercy. But because I hear it, and if Mama Jean, they bring them pictures out, and they show it to you, Lord have mercy. And then when you leave the restaurant, sometimes you're so miserable. When you go sit down, you can't breathe. And don't bend over trying to tie your shoe, because it'll cut your breath off. Simply because you indulge in something, Lord have mercy, that look good. And you had a taste for it, Lord have mercy. But it wasn't out of need. So we got to be careful of how we look things so because some things look good we yield to temptation uh-huh 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 but I've discovered if you look at something long enough especially if you're not supposed to have it sister Max I ain't gonna talk about that macaroni and cheese uh, with that extra cheese, uh huh, uh huh. But if you look at it long enough, uh huh, you're not walking by faith. You're walking by what you see, uh huh. And the most of the thing that the enemy flashed in front of you is something that you had a taste for before you got saved. Lord have mercy. I remember before I got saved, 
my thing was crabs and beer. And I was fearful. I got saved during the winter. And this was my, I had to pray about this thing, Mama Jean. Lord, how am I going to make it through the summer with eating crabs and not being able to drink my beer? That, that was my thing. You see, it, it, it was a, a, a Saturday thing. And that's what I did. But how many of y'all know God is always making a way when there seems to be no way? I can sit down now and have iced tea. I can have Kool-Aid. I can have ginger ale. And the crabs taste just as good as they did before. But the enemy always tries to flash something in your face that you used to be accustomed to. And this, this is another kind of sight. This is hindsight. This is looking back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, but you can't. I, I've said this before. It's hard to move forward. And you're always looking back on the way things used to be. So the psalmist says to keep us from stumbling. Uh-huh. Let me give you the scripture that will help us to keep from stumbling. Psalms 121. One and two says, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help, because my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. But Jesus said it this way. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh to the Father but by me. You see, if, 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 if the only thing... Uh, that you can remember is what happened in the past. You'll forget the future blessings that God has promised to you. Let's take a walk down memory lane. I went to the book of Ezra and the children of Israel had come out of captivity and they were building the new temple. And in Ezra chapter three, verse 12, the Bible says that the priest of old and the Levite family heads Remember the old temple, uh-huh, and how it looked. Uh -huh. So they rejoiced, uh-huh. They could not rejoice when the new temple was built. Uh -huh. You see, they was all focused on the grandeur of the old temple. They was focused on how excellent the, the rocks were, how excellent the stonework was. Uh, they, they, they missed the purpose of the temple. So when they built the, they, the foundation of the new temple, the Bible says they mourned. All right. All right. They mourned because Deacon Kelly, the stones weren't cut perfect. The stones weren't as large. But all they could do is look back. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to tell everyone under the sound of my voice on the other road, uh, across the road, down the road. I'm trying to tell you, don't look back at the way things used to be. You got to keep looking unto Jesus, uh, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. You got to stop looking back uh, because looking back could become detrimental. Why would you say that? Let's go back down memory lane. Let's Let's go back to Genesis in the 19th chapter, around the 26th verse, when the brother called Lot was delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah, him, his wife, and his daughters. But they were told not to look back. But his wife couldn't help but look back. And when she looked back, they, she wasn't even important enough. They never even mentioned her name simply because she couldn't look forward. She looked back. And she turned to a pillar of stone. Stop looking back and press forward. Stop looking back. Let the past go and move on and go. 
Give me five minutes. I'm going to take my seat. In our text, the disciples realized that Jesus was who he said he was. Uh-huh. And after the experience of toiling all night long and catching nothing because they looked back after he was crucified. But y'all don't miss this, please. They had looked back and gone back fishing. As a matter of fact, oh, Peter, boisterous Peter, you know Peter with all the mouth? He said, hey, brothers, I'm going fishing. And, and the other disciples said, well, we going with you. You see, Peter was going back to what he used to. He was looking back to where he came from. He was accustomed to fishing. He was accustomed, accustomed to being on the water. But when Jesus called him, he said, this now, y'all grab this. He said, come on, leave your nets and follow me because I'll make you fishers of men. Uh-huh. But, but they forgot because they weren't looking Jesus in the face. They saw him crucified. They saw him put in the grave. They saw him raise up. But when he sent it to the Father, they lost focus and started to look back. It don't take much nowadays for church folk to start looking back. But the only thing that will cause us to keep our focus is the word of God. <laughs> You see, look what, look what happened to the disciples. You see, they, they looked back. But when they started to look ahead, Lord have mercy. When they looked ashore, they, they saw some fish on the shore. They saw smoke on the shore. They saw Jesus on the shore. But they didn't realize who he was. Every now and then, he's got to remind us who he really is. And he told them to cast the nets on the other side. I want somebody to understand something. Obedience is better than a sacrifice. Even though they didn't always see Jesus physically, he was always with them. Even though we've never seen him at any time, he's always with us. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. He promised to be there even until the end of time. So in our text, it says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were not concerned about going back to the boat now to go fishing. They were, they were, they were on one accord. Uh -huh. They were focused on the right path. They were in the right place. Lord have mercy. So Proverbs 4, 25 and 27 says, Let thine eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor turn to the left. Remove thy feet from evil. The disciples were in one place, on one accord. The church was established. It was built by signs and wonders. Signs and wonders happened in the church. As a matter of fact, Mark recorded this in the 16th chapter, 17 to 18 verses. It says, signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. What signs? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They shall speak with new tongues. What tongues? He said, in my name they will cast out demons. Demons. Then they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not come nigh them. It shall not hurt them. 
don't look back. We gotta lay hands on the sick and they recover. We gotta have to cast out some demons in the name of Jesus. We gotta be careful what we drink, but we got what we gotta do is give thanks. And when as long as we bless it, we don't have to worry about us, about it hurting us. We got to have some signs and wonders as in the day of Pentecost. Is there anybody in here that knows that you're supposed to have signs and wonders following you? Don't look back. Keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Your miracle, hear this, hear this clearly. Hear this clearly. Your miracle. Your deliverance is here. Your healing is here. Your blessing is here. Your power is here. All you got to do is receive it. Grab a hold of it. Lift up your eyes into the hills. From whence cometh your help. It's here. Just receive it. Don't look back. Lord have mercy. Don't look back. Things have not changed. They're the same way they used to be. Don't turn back. That's why you left. Keep looking unto Jesus. Allow the church to be established in you. Accept the power he's given you. Accept the word he's given you. Accept the authority that he's given you. And then can you say, we are more than conquerors through him that loves him. Lord have mercy through Christ Jesus. Don't look back. Don't look back. Like I said last week, I think I'm about to say it for a while. All lives matter. All lives matter. And when we get to that, if I got to say it every week, I'm going to say it now. When we get to the point when we realize that all lives matter, that's the time when we get in one place. It may be in Africa. It may be in Israel. It may be in South Carolina. It may be in China. But it's in all, Lord have mercy, it's in all the earth that we can get in one accord on one place at the same time. Lord have mercy. Can you imagine when we start praying and get on one accord and the churches down the road start praying and get on one accord and the churches in Europe start praying and get on the one accord. Don't y'all know that the devil's got to flee? Hallelujah. Because the power of God is working within us. Don't look back. Remember, you got something in you that's of value. Don't look back. Don't look back. It was when the disciples realized that Jesus was really who he was. <laughs> and that one wasn't better than the other. <laughs> there was no argument. There was no disruption. I didn't say they all agreed, but they came on one accord. Every now and then, we got to come on one accord. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I, I know that we may not always agree on everything, but every now and then, we got to come on one accord. Lord have mercy. And when we come on one accord, Lord have mercy. And the church, the gifts of the Spirit start operating. 
and the saints start walking in authority. Lord have mercy. If the devil shows up at your doorstep and at some point in your life he will, you can tell him, flee, devil. You got to get out of here. This is a house that God built and you have no place here. But we got to get on one accord and every now and then we just got, and watch this now. They were in one place. It may have taken them 50 days. Lord have mercy. But now because of who we are, all it takes is just a matter of minutes. If the church would come together and start praying and seek the face of God and stirring up the gifts of God so that the spirits can start operating, then will God manifest himself. So don't look at the way, look at things the way they seem. Seek the face of God. You know, a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I told the church that God was about to pour out some manifold blessings. And I know I got one phone call that the manifold blessing showed up. I'm saying to everyone that's here today, if you weren't the one that received the call or made the call, your blessing is on the way. Come on, give God some praise. Your blessing, your blessing, your blessing, your blessing, your blessing, your blessing. I said it was on the way. Give God praise. Because I want you to really realize that your blessing is here. You just got to reach out and receive it. It happened on the day of Pentecost. Now y'all y'all grab this and I'm, 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 and I'm finished. There were those that who were around them <laughs> that said they were drunk. There's some folk that's around you that's going to say you're crazy. But I, I, I declare and decree, it's by faith and not by sight. And all you got to do is let them say what they want to say because God has got a witness that will stand up on your behalf called the Holy Ghost and say, no, they're not crazy. They're not drunk. They're receiving the manifold blessings that God has in I thank God this morning that we're not looking back and that we're going to receive his manifold blessings because the church is going to be the church. So I bless God for everyone under the sound of my voice. Thank you for joining this segment of Walking by Faith. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would sow a seed by going to Cash App using the code dollar sign Faith Unity VA. That's Faith with a capital F, U with a capital U, capital V, capital A, dollar sign Faith Unity VA. God bless. And have a blessed evening.